How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys on the trio episode today, Ryan, Alex, and Nick. We're talking about Aaron Hicks and Brian Cashman's latest quote on Sunday to Sirius XM Radio that really got me confused because, you know, the day before that, I see a report come out that the Yankees have been actively and consistently trying to offload Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks, get rid of their contracts, you know, the money that they're owed, $10 million for Hicks, $21 million for Donaldson, and $6 million vesting next year. Getting rid of some of that money is an ideal scenario. If they could offload some of it, maybe bring in Profar to compete. He's better than Aaron Hicks, in my opinion. I think we can all kind of agree on that. But it seems to me that there's, like, conflicting reports and whatnot. And ultimately, you know, the Yankees are confident that Aaron Hicks can win that starting job. So we're going to kind of react to that quote from Cashman that continuous, just consistently. I know he has to say these things. Like, he has to be like, oh, you know, I, I really think Hicks can be the guy. I really think that he, um, you know, has talent and whatever. And it's just so annoying to see that, like, they're actively trying to trade him. But then on the flip side of that, they're also actively trying to promote him. And it's like, who the hell is right? You know, what the hell is going on? Uh, but we're going to discuss that, react to what our thoughts are. But before we dive into it, I'll start with Ryan. Then we'll go to Nick. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, I know that that Aaron, as you mentioned, you know, Brian Cashman kind of has to say these things. And so I do factor that into my opinion on it. You know, Brian Cashman isn't going to say, uh, yeah, this Aaron Hicks guy, we're trying to get rid of him. You know, he had a really bad year last year. I mean, I just, I can't stand the guy, you know, um, uh, he once stared at a ball instead of catching it in left field and it made me irate. Like he's not going to say those things. Um, but I do think the Yankees view Aaron Hicks as a quality fourth outfielder. And I view Aaron Hicks as a quality fourth outfielder. Uh, realistically, his WRC plus was over 90 last year. So, you know, it wasn't like it was God awful. It was below average. He's not a above average hitter. Uh, that's clear as day. Um, but I guess there are a couple things the Yankees are banking on here. Number one, he's still a really good defender in the corner outfield. And, you know, in center field, he'll be serviceable. He has a pretty good arm still. Uh, so you can throw him in center field for some spot starts and, and he'll be fine. And then the left field, he was, I believe, eight defensive runs saved, which is uh, really, really good in a small sample. Um, and, and I guess they're banking on things like the shift being gone, helping Hicks a little bit. Maybe he posts a little bit of a better uh, batting average and bat, but nothing crazy, but pushing him a little bit towards a 95, 96 WRC plus. I mean, if we're looking at fourth outfielders across the league, not many of them are going to be close to league average offensively and play good defense and also be above average base runners. And I guess the Incas are viewing it as, you know, Aaron Hicks is going to compete for the left fielder job. He'll probably lose that left fielder job. Um, but if you have a situation where you can't find a left fielder, you know, Profar signs for like a multi-year deal, and I imagine the Yankees are going to be interested in giving him more than two years, if, even if that, um, you know, if he signs for like a three-year, $30 million deal, the Yankees are not going to be the team giving him that money. I'd be kind of shocked if they did that. Uh, and then you look at the, re the, re the remainder of the market, unless the Yankees trade for someone like a Max Kepler, maybe Anthony Santander, who, you know, without Herman or Schmidt being available with Montas's injury, it kind of feels like Santander's out of reach. Um, maybe Kepler's still in reach, but who knows? There was a report from The Athletic that the Twins, apparently, some of their higher-ups are really, really enticed by the idea of having a Gallo, Buxton, Kepler outfield because of the defense. Um, so, you know, ultimately, we're looking at a situation where the Yankees could kind of be pigeonholed into having to play as well. Aldo Cabrera in left field, and Aaron Hicks is your fourth outfielder, all things considered. If you look at the kind of the history of Yankee fourth outfielders or just across the league, he's pretty good in comparison to other fourth outfielders. Is it expensive? Is it something you don't do you want to pay $10 million for a fourth outfielder? Absolutely not, but I don't think this is the end of the world for the Yankees if he's their fourth outfielder. In fact, I think it's better than most, and this is a team that has a lot of money, so money isn't as much of a hindrance to them as it would be for another ball club. Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head, Ryan. I mean, <clears throat> I think that, like you said, it's it's more just Cashman saying this to increase his trade value. 
Um, like I, I don't believe that he thinks to him. I don't, and if he does believe that Aaron Hicks is just going to bounce back again, then he needs to get his priorities in check. Because this will have been the fourth season in a row where he's like, oh, Hicks is healthy going into spring. We believe he's our guy. And that means it'll probably be the fourth year in a row where Hicks is not our guy and he is not healthy and he is not really trying that hard. Um, again, Hicks is like on vacation right now in like Mykonos or like like the like Maldives or some shit. So I don't even know how much he wants to play for the Yankees this season. But if Cashman is saying this like and he truly believes it, that's a different story. I just think it's more that he's saying it because like you said, Alex, Yesterday, the report came out that the Yankees are trying to offload his contract. And if you're Cashman, why would you go up there and be like, yeah, Hicks has no place on our team. That's why we're trying to trade him. Instead, you'd want to be like, yeah, we think he's going to be a good player. He still has some of that skill set that made him good a couple years ago. I mean, I believe in 2020, he had like a 124 WRC+. Like, Hicks still has some value, and he can still be a good player. It just remains to be seen if we're actually going to get that type of Hicks. Because we have not gotten that version of Hicks now in three years, basically. And at what point do you just say, enough is enough, we're done with you, this experiment failed? Alex and I talked about it in the episode the other day, where we talked about the infield and looking at guys that could make a mark in the infield or get traded. I'm done with the IKF experiment. I'm done with the Hicks experiment. So those are my two thoughts on it. But at the same time, Ryan, you are right. Hicks does still have value. And for the outfield, like you said, fourth outfielder, I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, look, Aaron Hicks right now should not be considered the starter. And this is the exact quote uh, from Brian Cashman, and it's a little bit of a head-scratcher. So he says, I suspect he will be the guy that emerges in left field because he is still really talented and everything is there. Hopefully we can get that Aaron Hicks we knew or we know is in there back as a consistent player for us. So obviously promoting optimism regarding Hicks and his performance. But at this point in time, guys, he's 33 years old. He was 32 last season, hit 216 with a 330 OBP, 90 WRC plus, second consecutive season with a, with a sub 100 uh, WRC plus. I mean, this guy is not a you know World Series level contributor. You, to win a World Series, you need to have some guys that step up, elevate their game. And, and Cashman is really banking on Hicks to step up, mainly because, in my opinion, the, the primary reason he's saying this now is because he can't find someone to take his contract. You know, I think he feels like he's stuck with him. You know, so it's like, if you have no choice but to roll with a guy, you might as well prop them up. You might as well show them love and, and, and instill confidence in their game and motivate them. He's in, he's on vacation somewhere and not actually working on his game, golf or whatever, so he doesn't give a shit. Cashman seems to give a shit. It, it really doesn't make much sense to me, to be honest. It's kind of like he's doing the exact opposite, and Cashman's kind of fighting his battles for him, um, which is a little bit odd in my opinion. But, you know, when you're looking at Hicks and, and his numbers, his hitting metrics, especially his slugging metrics, have deteriorated deteriorated quite significantly over the past couple seasons. He recorded his lowest hard hit rate since 2017 at 33.1% this past year. 5.8% battle rate, the worst since 2016. 87.9 exit velocity on average, the worst since 2017. Like, his his power is completely gone. I don't know if it has anything, anything to do with the wrist injury, maybe age is taking hold. I don't think he's that old enough to, you know, we look at Stanton, his stuff is is crushing he still mashes the baseball um and he's not losing any power and he's about the same age so when you're looking at hicks losing the power to me it has to be correlated directly to that wrist injury maybe not confidence in it maybe he just doesn't have confidence he's just trying to make contact and not try to hit it hard because he's con he's not confident he's actually gonna hit the baseball but right now cashman saying this at this point in time means to me he's not gonna be able to offload him because 
Uh, that contract, you still got $30 million left, $10 million per season. And, you know, it's okay for a starting level outfielder. That's that's a decent deal, but he's not a starting level outfielder anymore. Is he going to be consistent? I highly doubt it. You know, he's the type of guy that the second he goes through a little bit of a cold streak, it lasts. Like, it lasts weeks. It's not like a couple days and he gets back months. into the groove. Like a judge, months, or a Rizzo, or, you know, anybody else. Even Glaber Torres shakes it off after a couple weeks. His lasts, like, half a season. He'll go through, like, a couple weeks where, like, oh, you know, he's actually playing quite well. And then he'll go through two months where he doesn't hit the baseball and strikes out on, like, a 50% clip. And you're like, what the hell? going on you can't hit the ball and when he does it's just bad and then defensively he loses focus at the same time you know sometimes like you look at Joey Gallo last year was a good defender but you know was not hitting for us you know I trusted him in the outfield but I did not trust him in the batter's box when Hicks gets bad in the in the batter's box it also impacts his defense as we saw last season you know the lack of hustle the lack of you know just energy the lack of focus when that ball hits off his glove and lands in, in, in fair play all those things, just like they're all connected for him, and that's what makes it really scary to rely on a player like that because it's not just losing his offense. You're also losing his focus on defense too. So, you know, Ryan, I'll give you an opportunity to kind of speak on that and, and the fact that, if, if in my opinion, if Cashman's saying this now, it's not because he's still on the roster. It's because he can't find a way to get the hell get the get him the hell off the roster. Yeah, so, you know, ultimately with Aaron Hicks, as you guys mentioned, it's, you know, it's kind of inconsistency issues, you know, the power, as you mentioned, isn't what it used to be, uh, and and quite frankly, that's, that's, that's a big concern here, right, you know, I think if you look at the on-base skills, like his walk percentage is still there, um, he's still one of the best guys in terms of, you know, laying off pitches outside the zone, even the base running value last year, he had a 2.5 BSR, which is base running value on fan graphs, it's a pretty good mark, um, you know, it's not like he's someone who isn't athletic anymore, you know, we've seen him in left field, he's a you know, again, strong defensive outfielder still. So that's also not really the concern here. It's all stems back to that power. But I will say, I guess one uh, uh, kind of saving grace here is that his max exit velocity hasn't gone down that much from 2020, though it's dipped dramatically from 2019. Um, you know, if you look at his 2020 numbers, he had a 124 WRC plus that season. His isolated power was 189. But uh, the direct counterpoint to that would be the baseballs that season, right? You know, Aaron Hicks was playing in a year where baseballs were definitely more juiced. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at uh, in terms of isolated power, which is, again, just uh, your slugging percentage with your batting error subtracted out of it. Um, you would just want him to get back to even 2021 total where it was a 139, right? If you gave Aaron Hicks a 139 isolated power this year instead of an 096, his slugging percentage is probably higher. His WRC plus probably would have pushed uh, um, 100. And if you're looking at a 100 WRC plus outfielder with four defensive runs saved and one outs above average last year, that is a really solid player to have on your team. Even, and not even just saying, you know, when you don't account for the money, even when you account for the money, um, a player with league average offense and really good defense would go for uh, $10 million in the open market most likely. Um, so, you know, ultimately it's one of those things where I don't know if it's a, if it's an effort issue with Hicks as well. I know that there are some plays where, I mean, that one play with Montas in the mound against Tampa left field, that is a bad look, right? And then don't get me wrong. That is a really, really, really bad look. But what I also don't think is going to make anything much better is like, I, I also get the point of like, there could definitely be work Hicks is doing without the cameras there. You know, I don't care how much, I don't care what a players showing in terms of on the camera work i care about what the product looks like in 2023 if hicks is moving better if hicks you know the power swings a little more there he's a little more consistent that's all i really care about right i'm not going to get hung up on off-season hype videos you know we've seen those before we've seen that song and dance with players before and it just hasn't panned out so i'm ultimately not too concerned about his um off the field uh or, or off-season uh, reg uh regime or re regiment right now uh quite frankly the way i see it is 
as you guys mentioned, I don't think Hicks is going to be traded at this point. I think we're too late into the offseason for me to have much optimism that that happens. But we've seen late we've seen late uh, offseason deals before. You think of that Urshela Sanchez deal that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, hoping it's not the same type of deal where you bring back some uh, aging veteran who doesn't pan out and, and an infielder that doesn't pan out as well. But uh, ultimately, I have confidence that he's going to be a solid fourth outfielder, which is not a high ceiling and not high praise, but... It, it's value on the team, and it, it's better to do that than pay him $10 million in a DFA and have to pay that $30 million and pay him $10 million a year for him to go play somewhere else. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely right, Ryan. I mean, <clears throat> the thing that everyone has to remember is that Aaron Hicks wasn't even, like, the worst contributor on the team last season in terms of the guys that played regularly. Aaron Hicks had a higher WRC plus and more F war than IKF. Look, I don't know what the obsession is with defending IKF with your honor and shield like many Yankees fans do. But if we're going to cut one of the players that's dead weight, it's IKF. Hicks still has some value. And I love that you said, Ryan, that the one bad play in left field really did define his season as a whole. Um, The play where he misread the ball, literally the next at bat was the one where he got a bad jump on it and it flew over his head and hit the wall. So that was an inning from hell for Aaron Hicks, which in turn was an inning from hell for Frankie Montas and the overall team. But I... I want to believe that he is putting work in behind the scenes with the cameras off, but with Aaron Hicks, I truly don't know. And it's and this is like where it's like I will say you know this, Ryan. I hate the the belief that baseball players are lazy and that they don't want it enough and that they're not putting in the work. But with Hicks, I don't know. And with like Glaber and stuff, there's no evidence to support this. But with Aaron Hicks, it's like every year we've done we've done this song and dance where it's like, is Hicks healthy? Is his shoulder healthy? Is his hamstring healthy? Is his back healthy? Is his wrist healthy? And if it all is, he could do something good. And we've learned for the past three seasons now that it's not going to be the case. Like, he just, at what point do you just say enough is enough? If we can't trade you, you're gone. Every team does it with their dead weight. Look at, and I guess Hicks isn't even that much more dead weight than a lot of people give him credit for. Like, Hicks is still a 1.5 F4 player. And all things considered, that's pretty crazy, considering the fact that he doesn't hit for power, he messes up routinely in center field to the point where we can't play him there anymore, and he only saw like 200 innings, 180 innings in left field. So like, I want to believe that Hicks is going to bounce back, he's just, in my opinion, the least likely of all the guys to bounce back, even with all these things that are boating toward, or boating positively for him. Like, I think that he's going to be a, I don't know, I think he's going to be a 1-4 one, one player over 100 games, 90 games which isn't bad, but is that worth holding on to him for the next two seasons after this one? Because that's the problem. Once he plays this season, he gets 10 to 5 rights, so we can't trade him anywhere because then he'll just veto all the trades. So it's like, well, we can't trade you to the Reds because you don't want to go there. We can't trade you to the Pirates because you don't want to go there. And who else wants to take him on? No contending team wants Aaron Hicks in their outfield. And why should the Yankees be any different, you know? Yeah, I think that's totally fair. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments about Aaron Hicks. If you think he can be consistent, I think we're all in agreement here that he cannot. Uh, whether it's the injuries, whether it's just his mental state. I mean, playing in New York's not easy. Um, and it seems like despite the fact that he hasn't forced his way out yet, it, se- it still seems to me that um, you know he wants to live out the rest of the contract. I mean, hell, $10 million? I'll take the, psych- the psychological bashing. Once his career is over, no one gives a shit anymore anyway. Um, so it's like... You know, get get your cash, cash, get your bag. You know what I mean? Like that's probably what he's thinking right now. I'm just gonna go and hang out in Italy, wherever the hell he just was golfing and hanging out with Tiger Woods' girl or whatever. I don't know. It's it's this is a situation where you know <laughs> Tiger Woods' girl, <laughs> oh daughter, whoever the hell he is, or whoever the hell she is. So right now, 
I feel as though Cashman's just saving face for him and, and, and doing what he's got to do to make sure he stands by his player that he unfortunately cannot offload. Uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, maybe he does surprise us and, and bounces back with a good season, which would be obviously phenomenal. We are we all hope for that. We all want that. We just, based on the numbers, don't think that that's probable. Um, nonetheless, Hicks always happy driving range, dude. Did you see the uh, yeah, well, see the Donaldson video um, where he's like hitting yeah, off the he had tee? Yeah, a good swing. Hicks needs to Hicks <laughs> needs to get up his game, dude. He needs to go hit the driving range. Donaldson's well, passing him as the better there. golfer on the team. Why is it that all of our most annoying players all? don't want to practice baseball and play golf. I don't understand it. I mean, if IKF was playing golf, that would just really put the... Dude, if IKF was playing golf, you would never hear the end of it from me, bro. It would be Weak dribblers on the driving IKF. range. <laughs> but then again, I don't know if he could do... I don't know if he could be a good driver because he's got such a noodle arm. I feel like he'd like hit think, it like 48 yeah. yards and they'd be like, wow, okay. You have to hit it in the air, you know. You, you can't just roll <laughs> it all the way there. <laughs> yeah, his 1.2 barrel percentage last season. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not going to the golf course, you know. Maybe the driving range, but not not the golf course. Playing tetherball instead. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know, man. But <laughs> guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments on Aaron Hicks. Thoughts as always. Um, appreciate the conversation, and make sure to like and subscribe on the video. We got daily content coming out every day until spring training begins, and then a lot more following it. So hope to see you guys around. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.